Welcome to Inside Twinnet Support with top guests and top tips. So, hi, Mark Anderson, Head of Education at NetSupport here, and I'm really delighted to have uh, in conversation with me today, live from VET 2023, the one and only Mr. Ollie Lewis. Ollie Lewis, how are you doing? Very good, thank you, Mark. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, yeah. The last time I came to VET was with you in 2018. Oh, so a few years ago now, a few years ago. Look, um, if you don't know, Ollie and I are really good friends, but if you don't know who Ollie is, Ollie, who are you? Uh, so I'm Head of Digital Transformation at the Thomas Deakin Education Trust. It's a medium-sized trust in Peterborough. We've got seven schools, 5,000 learners, about 800 staff. Um, get involved in all sorts of other activities with your good self, like our programme in the Middle East Learn Live UAE or Global EdTech, and just really appreciate, like yourself, sharing and connecting with educators to try and find out what works and why it works. So as you'll know, as a regular viewer of Insights, uh, what we do is we bring great people on and try and get them to share some insights. I had the real pleasure of catching Ollie speak at a London Grid for Learning event recently. And he shared some really good insights into um, how to approach change management, particularly when it comes to embedding um, educational technology in a setting. So what I wanted to do was to try and unpick and explore that uh, sort of change management process with Ollie. So Ollie, change management. You know, and the session was called. Um, um, so it was sort of like, um, how do you make change work when change is hard, or something like that, wasn't it? Right? That's so, correct. Yeah. So how do you make change work when change is hard? You know, I think it's no secret in the education space. You know, we are in a really challenging time at the moment. Any change is, is difficult, and I think the first thing that we have to really zero in on is time. You know, time is a resource in, of, in and of itself um, for people and there's also the, the financial ramifications. So any change that you're going to make, you need to make sure that you give it sufficient time so that you don't have false starts, etc. moving forwards. And sometimes it means you might have to stop doing something that is going relatively well mm. in order to do something that will work out better in the long run. Um, so I think it's about being really clear with all of your stakeholders to ensure that whatever that new strategy that you're, you're going to work on has sufficient time at every single level mm -hmm. in your organisation so that you can, you know, get off to the best footing initially going. So that, that's my kind of first thing to focus on, I think. Yeah. Okay, so time. Okay, what else? And priorities then, kind of segueing into the next section. Is everybody in your organisation crystal clear with what you're doing and why you're doing it? Um, so that there's, there's no miscommunication um, across your organisation. You know, could you go to a teacher, the cleaner, all the way right the way up to the CEO and ask them, what are we working on and why are we working on those things? Mm. Um, and what's led us to the point? What evidence, what data streams have we got to this point where we know we need to focus on um, the strategy, whatever that, that particular strategy is? You know, more often than not, we will come up with a high level strategy, tell people about it, and assume it gets going. You have to constantly revisit it at every mm. possible opportunity so that it becomes you know, part of the DNA of everybody in your organization so they know what you're doing, why you're doing it. Okay, brilliant. So time, priority, what else? Priorities. Community is a really another important aspect. I think that you know, you've long taught me actually, you know, and I've, I've heard you speak many times about the, the value of community and the triad of effective education, and that's the school, parents, and the students. You know, how often do you find the time to involve your community and ask them what they think, seek out their advice 
opinion, what's working, what isn't working, what do they think they need. Um, you know, the more that you can close the gap in that, that trifecta of people, um, the greater chance you've got of success um, in change, I think. So it's about taking people with you, understanding what you're doing, why you're doing it, so that everybody is, is you know, on the bus, so to speak, with the change. Can I just dive deeper into that one for a second, Ollie, if that's all right? Sure. Um, because, um, like Ollie shared, I, I, I too know how important it is to make sure you do have that sort of wrapper around the child of school and home and so forth and so on. But digital divide, Ollie, where, where your trust is based, it's, uh, it's, it's not um, the most affluent of areas. Correct. Right. Yes. So how, how do you ensure that the community is supported if they might not have the funds to actually get involved in new technology? How do you support your community? No, it doesn't need to cost you a huge amount of money to support the community in that sense. You know, it's really easy to offer things that are normal in the schools, like in open evenings, having a session on online safety with the community, um, providing other resources for those parts of the community, like a brochure, for example, or how-to videos or explainer videos. Um, just an open forum with information that you can share and have some dialogue around is... is it's probably the first port of call in that. And I think in a socio-economically deprived area like ours, that's more important than ever to highlight what we're doing as adding value to the education experience for all learners so that they understand the journey that we're on, where we're heading, uh, and are on board with us and, and want to partake in that. So that I think those are kind of the two tips from me on, on that. Cool. I won't dig deeper for now because we've got a very limited amount of time. So you had time, priority, community. What's yeah. next on your list of things to um, sort of consider with change management, Ollie? Partnerships, I think, right. is another one. And it, it kind of ties into, as well, the community piece. But, you know, how often do we make the space in an organisation where you can have a whole vast array of expertise in that organisation, horizontally and, and vertically, to, to draw on effective partnerships? So we've, we've set up various partnerships across our trust, looking at primary curriculum, leadership, teaching and learning with technology, where we have stakeholders from all of the different academies um, that have say and influence in the direction that we're heading in and can help shape and build the future we're all working towards. And a key part of that in partnerships is collaboration. Mm. You know, to me, partnership is just another word for collaboration. So we're really trying to drive and foster collaborative practice and sharing across the organisation because, you know, if you share something good with me and I share it with others, it's only going to benefit the learners in our room mm. um, and then, you know, in the wider education space. So, you know, partnerships is a real key piece for us, but that's just looking internally. We're also starting to look externally for effective partnerships as well. So we've set up a, um, a partnership steering committee that has representation from across the piece again, from governors, trustees, senior leaders, teachers, parents, mm -hmm. to try and look at the local community area, what partnerships we can foster that benefit the students. Um, another example in the kind of edtech sphere is, is we've been, as you'll know, partnering with um, Now Press Play, looking yeah. at how immersive audio experiences can enhance and enrich the curriculum opportunities for some of our really challenged primary learners as well as uh, at the moment we're looking at classroom.cloud from NetSupport yeah. because we're moving in a direction where we want students to be able to take a device home and it's a perfect tool for us for monitoring and supporting and safeguarding um, the community and partnering with parents to help them better understand what we're doing with technology and why. 
Brilliant. Thank you, Ollie. So we've got set to get to get the right time. Yes. Priority. Correct. Community. Yes. Partnerships. Yes. Is there any anything, other element aspects? The last one is digital literacy. Right. You know, speaking of, of you know, the, the, the digital divide, the digital gap that's taking place, you know, I don't think you'll find anyone that works in the modern world that doesn't need to have some sort of technological skill set. Um, and I think we would be doing our learners a disservice if we didn't zone in on and try and teach them skills that they'll take with them for life for the future world of work. Whether they become an IT techie, you know, work in any other kind of field outside of education. So I think it's, it's really important that we, um, curriculum-wide, teach them digital skills that will stay with them for life. You know, it's the old adage that English and maths aren't just English and maths teachers' responsibilities, they're yeah, everybody's. Yeah. And I think the truth of the matter is, I'm preaching to the converted here, mate. Um, you know, digital skills is every teacher's responsibility. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and the foundation for that is getting it right with the teachers, and then you can teach the students those those digital skills. Yeah, I completely agree. So, let's see if we got this right then. So, let's see if we got it. So, time, priority, community, partnerships and digital skills, those are your sort of five key things to sort of dive deep on in order to sort of facilitate good change management with educational technologies. Brilliant. Now, I know there's a nice infographic to go with this, so we'll make sure that goes into the show notes so you can check it out as well. Ollie might even wave it at you on his phone if you're lucky. Um, but Ollie, you mentioned that digital skills thing. I'll dive into that just for one little uh, second if that's all right, because you know me, every day is a learning day and a great place to go and find information and, and, and learn and, and do a lot of things you've mentioned actually with partnerships and collaboration and all that is through engaging with your professional learning network and so right. yeah. with the professional learning network colleague yes but who are your five go-to's that i've never heard of that you've never that heard, I've of? heard of wow that's, that's a really good that's so unfair <laughs> that's so unfair you know everybody <laughs> but um Five really solid people to, to follow that are going to share good stuff to help our viewers. Uh, at ICT Evangelist, at Al Kingsley underscore Edu, um, at Darcy Pryor, Emma Darcy, got a lot of time for her. Um, James Garner, at uh, Teach Morgan, Morgan Whitfield, she's a director of teaching and learning in uh, school in Abu Dhabi. Um, I'm trying to think on the fly now. Uh, that's four, right? Yeah, yeah one, one more, go on. One more. I'm trying to think of somebody that you won't know, which is a real challenge. Teaching Deep would be a good recommendation, but... Um, teaching Deep. I, 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 you can't use that one. You, I, you I, know I just it, yeah. Alex, Alex Gray, check him out. He's got a great YouTube channel. Um, you know when someone puts you on the spot and your mind just goes completely blank? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're loving this. Well, <laughs> we'll stick with Alex Gray then. Teaching Deep is a great recommendation. Alex Gray. He's got a great YouTube channel. Yeah. And uh, I understand through the grapevine from Alex himself, um, he's writing a book about his deep teaching principles as well. So one to check out. Listen, always great to um, have you uh, 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 in for a conversation, Ollie. Thank uh, you. If people want to find you on social media, where can they find you? Um, Twitter at Olewis underscore coaching. And um, on LinkedIn, I'm Ollie Lewis. And then uh, the blog ollielewislearning.com. Brilliant stuff. Well, listen, thank you for taking the time to come and join us on Insights, and we'll see you on the next episode live here from BET 2023.